This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Welcome. It is, it is a Friday night and a chilly one, so we appreciate you being with us. Hopefully, uh, you're either just coming from a game, wanting to get caught up on a couple of games out here. This is, uh, you can read the sign, Nebraska Preps postgame. I'm, I'm Damon. That's Jacob. And uh, not as much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Excitement. There were some good one-score games that came down to the, the end, right? Carney Catholic. Uh, West Side, all the, these teams in, in, involved in one-score games. But I don't know, just the electricity, I think, was missing a little bit. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe it's everybody who's just kind of shivering, trying to stay warm, yeah, weren't, weren't that, able to that, get that, too excited. Uh, that, is a legit, that is a legit point. Some, some close football games tonight. Uh, where do you want to start? I mean... We might as well start off there with your game. You were at uh, uh, Westside there for them taking on Millard South, uh, two versus three there, and went right down to the wire. Yeah, it, it did, and, and a valiant effort by Millard South. Uh, somehow, uh, Westside went at, and at the half with the lead and had less than 100 yards total <laughs> offense. <laughs> 22 points and less than 100 yards total offense. They went in at the half up 22-19, kind of a sluggish start. Um, it was 16-7. With about three minutes, three and a half minutes to go in the second quarter, uh, Westside's offense kind of floundering a little bit. They turn it over in the red zone. Miller South picked them off, came down and scored. TJ Airbond broke a long run like he's accustomed to doing. 16 7, you're thinking, uh oh, Westside's in trouble. Um, less than four minutes to go. You knew Miller South got the ball at the second half. You're thinking, Gosh, they could go down two scores. I mean, minimum. Maybe three with a touchdown and an extra point. And all of a sudden, they kick it off. And uh, Avante Dickerson. <laughs> He's unbelievable. And, and, and what I don't understand, he housed one for like 97, put him right back in the game, 16-14 with three minutes to play. Then their other thoroughbred, one of many that they have, uh, Kobe Bretz picks one off takes it back to the house all of a sudden it's 22 16 with a minute 10 to go in the half and i'm thinking how'd that happen but it started with two two of their playmakers yeah uh dickerson with the kick return and then brett's with the pick six and, and with that secondary you can't make mistakes if you're throwing the ball yeah you have athletes back there they're gonna they pick it off you. they're going to cause some damage there um and man, Dickerson kid something else. First time I saw him play was back in that uh, Bellevue West Westside game his freshman year, where there's like 120 points scored. Returned a, a kick or two there. Uh, had, had some big returns, just showing off that speed. And again, that was just him as a freshman. Now here, four years later, making the same kind of plays. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, he's slight. He's 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 thin. Um, but he creased this one. This kick return, he probably broke four or five tackles right up the middle. 
uh, comes out of the back end, and it's all she wrote. And you talk about needing to make a play. They were all but reeling. And and he comes through, and then, and then Brett's a couple of plays later, Urban throws the pick six, and just like that, they go down at the half. And that's what you need to do to win in this time of the season. You need your studs to step up and make the biggest plays in the biggest moments. And I think that happened a few games tonight. And that's uh, then later in that game, too, their other stud on offense kind of took over <laughs> yeah, and made some big plays <laughs> as well, from what I heard. And, uh, you know, so it, it's 22-19 at the half. Miller South drives down and gets a field goal. I mean, it was... It was kind of a painstaking two-minute offense. A lot of running, mostly. Uh, nice little – they had this little jet combination where they would dump to the jetter out of the backfield. It gave Westside fits until the end. And um, Lamo kicks the field goal to make it 22-19 at the half. So you're not really sure, like, who has momentum. Westside's happy to be ahead, but they know they're not playing well. Millard South is like, hey – we're in this deal. This is kind of fluky. We're only down three points. And they turn right around in the third quarter and score. They go up 26-22. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's a ball game. Yeah. yeah. It was it was unbelievable. A, a fantastic run to cap it to make it 30. Uh, made it uh, 33-26. 31-26. And then Dom Rez- they had the two-point conversion. But Dom Rezac with a fantastic run. Uh, to take the lead. Uh, just a gutsy, gutsy performance from a team that wasn't firing on all cylinders. And then it, in turn got Millard South's best. Yeah. I mean, they they played well across the board. They gave up the special teams touchdown and the pick six. That defense was as good as advertised tonight for Millard South. And really kind of affirmed their, their status there as that number three seed um, really showed why the coaches believe so heavily in giving them um, th- that spot uh, in, the, in the bracket here. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? They're going to look back at this season, and they'll have lost to the two teams yeah. playing in for the state championship. <laughs> they lost to Elkhorn South. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, they, they beat, beat, El- they beat yeah. Elkhorn South. Excuse they me. They lost to Bellevue West. And they yeah. lost to Bellevue West. Yeah. And then they got they they lost tonight to 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 Westside, and you're just thinking to yourself, boy, what a fantastic career for T.J. Urban. Yeah, and again, a guy that stepping up in the big moments. I again, I haven't seen the the final stats from that game, but it seemed like he had a big game and had some some huge, huge runs. That's kind of following the, the the tweets of the game had some broke off some really big ones, and again, that's. That's a tough secondary to do that against. You've got some guys back there that can, that, that really have some speed to track you down and to be able to kind of break through, break through that line, get free uh, into the secondary and make big runs. That, that shows the kind of t- uh, athlete that he is. And Westside tried it all defensively, right? They played Cole Payton, an outside linebacker tonight. <laughs> um, made a couple plays early, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, this is a really good, big, strong athlete. And it was a fantastic game. I, I don't... I don't think anybody has anything to apologize. Miller South left it all out there, and 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 they got Westside's best. You know, a lot of people felt like Westside didn't come out and with any sort of, you know, some snap, some tempo. Miller South had a lot to do with that. Yeah, they yeah. They, they played well early. Yeah, thirty-five, thirty-three. The final on that, <laughs> sixty-eight points there. Um, that. What, what, what were you kind of expecting going in that game in terms of point? Were you expecting a higher scoring? You thought they'd keep I wasn't. It low? I, I, you know, I kind of predicted. I thought it would maybe be somewhere around thirty-one fourteen, thirty-one seventeen-ish, right around there. Um, Miller South wasn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that's a team that I've kind of I've I've been high on all year just because 
I felt like they play it close to the vest. They're ta- a lot like Elkhorn, and we'll get to them in a little bit. Their talent is better than some of their scoring margins, I think. Like, they have the ability to really hit fast forward uh, if they want to offensively. And defensively, they were, they, they were sound tonight. Yeah, and another heck of, a, heck of a season for TJ Urban to close out a heck of a career over 1,000 yards on the ground, um, over 800 yards passing, a uh, bunch of touchdowns. He, uh, he, he's, a, he's a special athlete, that's yeah. for sure. And extremely fast. I didn't feel like he was healthy. He's kind of hobbling around a little bit. I think he had a bad ankle. Kate Haberman had a bad ankle. He came back. When, when he went out of the game, he, Kate Haberman went out of the game early in the second quarter. He felt like Westside was in trouble. Uh, the stadium was quiet, and he didn't really think he was going to get up, and he kind of hobbled off. Uh, and he comes back in the game in the third quarter, and it was almost like Willis Reed, you know, <laughs> coming back for the Knicks or something. And they got a little shot in the arm. But I tell you, um, just just some amazing individual plays. There was Dickerson. There was Bretts. There was Urban. There was Gage Stanger. Uh, I feel like Taquan Nash, really, really underappreciated. Taquan Johnson or Christian Nash? Christian Nash, I'm sorry. (laughs) They got two guys back (laughs) there. They're pretty good. (laughs) Underappreciated. Really ran hard. Nash really ran hard. He's a guy that I saw them play a couple times early in the season. He impressed me. He had some big runs. He didn't get get as many touches as maybe Johnson or Urban did early on. But he probably could make the case for some more touches. Yeah. And I think he kind of, as the season went on, it looks like he had a little bit bigger of a role. and Became the guy. Yeah. Uh, Had a great touchdown run early to kind of set set the tone. Cole Payton comes free on a blitz uh, from the outside linebacker spot. I think he's trying to set the edge. They slip a little inside zone right in front of him and just creased him uh, for about a 22-yard touchdown run. And, and uh, you knew right away. And that was after a safety. Oh, wow. Right there was a – West Side was stopped short on a, on, a, on a fourth down and they had to punt out of their own end zone. It was a little bit of a low snap. Yeah. And the punter goes down to field it and takes a knee. Yeah, you always wonder how when you hear like nine, how, how exactly they get there. Yeah. It seems more likely that there's a missed extra point than three field goals at the high school level. Right, it was it was nine nothing uh, for almost a quarter and a half before Westside kind of got it going, and then they scored to make a nine seven, and it was sixteen seven, and you knew it was going to be game on. <laughs> yeah, at that point you already completely outscored uh, the other Class A game that was one I was at. Uh, um, Carney, uh, tough Carney team at Elkhorn South, and um, we saw. Um, last week, what happened when uh, Carney got Bellevue West for the second time? It really kind of turned that thing around and just took it to Bellevue West. This uh, th- this week again, it was looking kind of the same thing where Carney, outside of a couple of turnovers here, there they controlled most of the first half and they went up three nothing <laughs> early on, and then nobody else scored the rest of the half. So Carney, it was a, a bad closing stretch uh, at the first at the end of the first half by Elkhorn South. Kind of had a chance to score some points late there and kind of a little bit of mismanagement of, of the clock and downs, and they ended up settling for a uh, field goal there that missed, a 25-yard field goal that they weren't able to connect on. So going into the halftime down 3 nothing, and they really weren't able to get the uh, get the run game going. And at the end, late in the first quarter, Dylan Krause went down. And he did not return to the game. So, uh, well, Scratis had to come in and finish the game. And um, props to Elkhorn South for, again, rallying around their guy. And he came in. And second half, it looked like a completely different team. Really? Um, they, right out the gates, they, they started, they finally got. Um, uh, was it Cole Ballard yeah, or Cole, they, Yeah, they got Cole Ballard going. He, uh, he was a workhorse uh, tonight. He only had uh, 35 yards on 10 carries in the first half. <laughs> 
three, 13, five, seven, five. Those are his first five carries in the second half. They, they finally started um, finding some creases to get him through. He was running tough, started to pick up some yardage there, and he, he, uh, they were able to kind of get, get the, the first touchdown of the game there, the only touchdown of the game uh, on a little short yard uh, run by Ballard. And, uh, He's a good player. Yeah. and He's a good physical downhill runner, too. A lot of times the first guy doesn't get him. He's a handful. Yeah. So it ended up 10-3 was the final on that one. There's not a, not a lot of offense in that game. Uh, both both sides really struggled to get their offense going. Really, really high-level defensive play. Um, Carney, they were ready for Elkhorn South. Again, they saw him last time. That one went to overtime, 20-21, uh, final on that one in overtime. This time, everything Elkhorn South tried to do early on, whether with or without Krause, it struggled. They've, they they weren't able to kind of put some drives together. And when they did early on, they got into the red zone and uh, they got stopped. They ended up having to, uh, there were a couple of turnover on downs by Elkhorn South mm. going forward on fourth down and weren't able to kind of get the push they needed, which is props to that, that, that Carney front seven, especially just kind yeah. of taken away. I wondered what they'd have left in the tank. I felt like they left a lot out there a week ago against Bellevue West with a Kind of a Herculean effort. They they found a way to get it done in overtime. I wondered what they'd have left in the tank with a relatively, at this time of the year, healthy Elkhorn South Bunch. Yeah, and <laughs> healthy until they got in the game. There are a couple other guys that went down um, dur- during the game for both sides, actually. Um, one guy came back in, but um, that it props to the Elkhorn South defense as well because they did not let Carney get going either. Uh, I think they, they had on her, uh, 100 uh, under 100 yard easily, well under 100 yards rushing. Mm. Carney did, and you know that's what they do. Yeah. Um, and second half, they couldn't uh, just couldn't get Pearson and no. Johnson any of that. None of that tandem no, going. None of that going. He had uh, Pearson broke off a few big runs, but for the most part, they kind of kept him in check. Um, he ended up uh, 17 carries for 45 yards. That was oh, it. Business. Uh, and there was a 22 yard run in there, I believe, uh, as part of that. So um, that. They, they did a great job of controlling them, and then they got just enough offense in the second half that they're able to pull it away. And uh, that's kind of what kept them. The defense kept them in it in the first half. They had a couple of uh, turnovers, a couple of uh, forced fumbles. There's one, a nice play by Coy Wilkie coming in and tackling, yeah, tackling uh, Pearson in the backfield and knocking the ball free and then recovered himself. And then there was another play, completed pass, popped him, knocked that ball free, and Elkhorn South was able to recover it. So... Carney had a chance in the first half to take a, a nice kind of commanding lead, and the Elkhorn South defense ste- uh, stepped up and held down the fort long enough for that offense to get going and get the, those big linemen kind of start uh, opening up those running lanes in the second half. And right. then, the, the, so it came down to a fourth and nine play with about two minutes to go, just over two minutes to go. Uh, obviously, it's 10 3 game, so one score game. If Carney converts this, they got a chance to keep going, move down the field. They send in Teddy Prohaska on defense because he plays some defense, but doesn't play full time. They're like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna get our guy out there. This is this play is for the game." And Carney runs some kind of like variation of like swing gate. So uh, before the snap, they end up shifting their offensive line over to the right, shift another ball carry over there, and Elkhorn South calls timeout. So they go back, kind of regroup, send him back out there. Carney does it again. They stick with the play call and. Teddy just breaks through the line. Pearson rolled out, saw him in his had nowhere to go, and Prohaska took him down, lost a 10 on fourth to nine, got up, threw the bones. <laughs> so that the Nebraska commit throwing the bones. Yeah. And then a couple of nice runs by Cole Bauer to allow them to run, run out the clock from there. So that, that, that sack all but sealed the game for him. 
Yeah, we saw a two and a three. It's West Side, Millard South, and a five and a nine, I believe. If correct, if I'm if I'm doing that correctly. So, and kind of what'll be a reoccurring theme tonight. Seeds did not hold throughout this 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 playoffs. Yeah, we had one number one seed advance to the finals in all the classes. Just one. Fremont Bergman is the only number one seed that made it this far. Yeah, who got who got by UTAN tonight. Uh, let's hop over to B here for a little bit before we try to give a breakdown of what we think is going to happen uh, in each of these finals where Aurora and Plattsmith, uh, I mean, and, and hats off to Plattsmith, uh, 21-12 final there. And I tell you, Plattsmith kind of undermanned, kind of a makeshift <laughs> roster, just hanging around. But – Kudos to Aurora, too. A lot of people talk about what they aren't. We did find out what they were, and that's resilient and tough. And then huge defensive play late. I think it was 14-12, and uh, later in that game, and Aurora gets a pick six to to really put the game away there, to take that, uh, expand their lead there, and um, really kind of end that there. So that's, you're, you're playing a game like Plasmith. If if they're able to make a couple of plays through the air, yeah. you got no shot because you have to send, spend so much attention on stopping that run game. Yeah. So the fact that you're able to make that that play in that moment to seal the game, that's got to be pretty special for those defensive it's, players. It's interesting. Two of their losses, you know, Waverly put it on them pretty good. That was a thirty-six nothing uh, Waverly win. But you know, two of their lo- two their other two losses, Waverly and or excuse me, Norris uh, and Aurora, for all intents and purposes, couple plays. Either way, and those are different outcomes, right? I mean, that was a fantastic season by Coach Desiris yeah. and company. Especially uh, kind of being down for a few years to kind of really build it back yeah, up. Three and make the, yeah, make this, this this kind of a run to be one of the final four teams in your class. That's a heck of a job by everybody over there at Plattsmith. Yeah, especially Class B. Yeah. And then our other one, I was having to get my updates from my main man, Monte Cristo. Yeah. Elkhorn hangs on. 33-28, <laughs> final on that one. I yeah, to, uh, to, to get rid of Hastings and – the the combination, and this is what we've said all year long about Elkhorn. They have the ability to be dynamic outside the numbers, right? I mean, you have a Gragard and a Crystal. We've we've yeah. talked about it almost every other week. It's Kashaw. We he he can he's a good quarterback, yeah. and and you just think, man, if they just let it rip a little bit. And tonight, it was their two big playmakers outside the numbers that proved to be the difference. And that, that seems to be the case with Elkhorn all the time. You, I, Gregor had a huge game last week, but they don't throw it at a ton. But every time they need a big play, they do go to the air. If they're able to get it off without any kind of pressure or anything, that guy's, those guys are going to go up and get the ball. And that is such a huge weapon for teams at this level to have. That was interesting. He makes the go-ahead score, uh, the grab on the go-ahead score to make it. Well, actually, that would have made it 35-28 because they had gone up 27-21 and missed the extra point. Hastings comes right back and scores to take the lead 28-27 with two minutes and 11 seconds left. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, two minutes and 11 seconds? Elkhorn? You click refresh, and they've scored. (laughs) And you're thinking, did they score too soon, right? It was 35-28, and there's still 59 seconds left. And for an offense like Hastings, that's almost – that's plenty of time. And – did found a way, and and Elkhorn found a way to 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 keep them out of their end zone, out of the end zone for a for a one score barn burner right there. Yeah, twenty five yard touchdown. Uh, got got shot of Gregor with uh, fifty nine seconds left. Ended up sealing that one. Just the 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 finals there, and and we'll get to recapping them. But 
Uh, let's go through the rest of the scores in C1. We had Adam Central uh, hanging on to, to beat Carney Catholic. Yep, that's uh, 34-29. Nice run by the eight seed there, yeah. Adam Central. And uh, doing what they did to Ashland Greenwood last week, I think everybody had their eyes yeah. wide open. Yeah, Cam right. Foster back there at quarterback. I saw he had, a, he, uh, I think, like an 89-yard touchdown yeah. or something like that. Like, huge play. Everybody um, kind of penciled Ashland in yeah. there, like, and Adam Central, not so fast. Yeah. And uh, Pierce, doing Pierce things, right? I thought this was supposed to be kind of a rebuild year for the Blue Jays. <laughs> they find themselves in the state finals. <laughs> as, as the number two seed. <laughs> as probably the favorite, right? Yeah. It's, uh, they hang on to beat St. Paul 21-14. Uh, you jump down to Class C2. It was Fremont Bergen 21-7 over UTAN. And in a highly anticipated uh, game with Ord, and and Oakland Craig Ord hangs on to win thirty eight twenty eight. Boy, the Shants they are that's a good football team. Yeah, that's a heck of a season they're having on. Still undefeated, and we will get one versus two to decide it all there in, in uh, C two again. The only class where seating held. Yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> Especially um, this year, with in B, you figured we we're going to get something crazy. Everybody thought in A, yeah, we, we got a great a chance. So. Conclusion to get one two. <laughs> Instead, we get five two. Um, B, you get five three. C one, you get eight two. Like uh, it's, it's some really impressive runs by teams late in the season that maybe people didn't necessarily see as that that top, uh, top tier throughout the regular season. What do you see happening in C one? You think is that is that Pierce's to lose? Do you think Pierce Adam Central? I think so. It's it's tough <laughs> as. Uh, Adam Central, again, knockoff number one, knockoff number four. And in a game that went down to the wire, Carney Catholic had a chance. Um, they, they tried to make a, a late run, and uh, Adam Central was able to hold them off. That's got to be a lot of energy exerted in these last couple of weeks. That's a lot of good football they had to put out there to get to this point. But you could also argue they're as hot as anybody. They're playing their best football by far right now. So, What do you see happening in C2 with Orden and Fremont Bergen? Really good athleticism. I think that's going to surprise some people with Fremont Bergen. Yeah, and Koa McIntyre there, um, kind of the, the super guy there with the, all the athleticism and speed, able to make some huge plays for them. Um, I, I, I didn't get to see really much, uh, or any really, C2 football this season, unfortunately. But um, that... Just based on what pretty, I've seen. Pretty familiar with teams. Ward, and yeah. I tell you, offensively, they're a handful. And they got Keelan Meyer, the, uh, the, one of the best yeah, kickers in the state. Yeah, committed in Nebraska, <laughs> who does a little bit of everything for yeah. them. And I've, yeah. we've actually seen some really, really good special teams this year. I, um, You know, Prep, uh, he's got a great – and his name escapes me. He's got a – he's going to Arkansas, I yeah. believe. With, uh, got a great shirt, too. Uh, I like Lamel at Millard South. Uh, Westside's got a good one. We've – we we know what they've got out here in Ord. It's uh, special teams has been pretty good in terms of the kicking game in the state of Nebraska. And that's one of the cool things to see is kind of the, the rise of the the Coles kicking camps and all that stuff, where these specialists have this opportunity to really develop their game, whereas it used to be just oh, just put somebody back there and um, whoever can kick it the hardest, you you get the job or yeah. whatever. Now you've got these guys that work so hard, just as hard at, at their craft as kickers and punters. Uh, as any other position on the field. And we're seeing kind of the results play out there for some teams that really have special ones. Let's hop back up. Let's let's start in B, right, where you're going to get uh, Aurora and, and Elkhorn. I mean, two physical teams. Uh, Aurora's got good size along that offensive and defensive lines, especially at the end spots and the tackle spots. They They go with a lot of length and a lot of size, but you have a lot of physical 
uh, talent with, with Elkhorn as well. Kind of the polar opposite of what they saw this week with the basketball on grass with Hastings. Well, how do you see that one kind of shaking up? Yeah, it seems like Aurora is kind of one of those teams that does a lot of things well but isn't necessarily outstanding in any one area. They're not going to necessarily dominate you in the run game. They're not going to really spread it out and, and throw the ball a ton. They're just going to make the plays when they need to. But with Elkhorn, I think just kind of that athleticism on the outside combined with that running game seemed like uh, they got Aiden Young going a little bit, uh, broke him off for some big runs tonight. And yeah, kinda, after being held yeah. in check a week ago in that blowout, which was kind of surprising to score that many points a week ago without Aiden Young really having a huge game. And that's why I think it's going to be tough for Aurora to beat because you you, t- you can focus so much on taking one area away, then they're going to be able to go to the other thing. They're one of the teams that can truly beat you multiple ways. Uh, so I, I think uh, Elkhorn's definitely going to be the favorite in that one for sure. You like Aurora's ability defensively to maybe hang in there. They've seen some good offenses here the last couple of weeks, and they found a way to to, 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 to hunker down in there. Yeah, again, every, everybody in Class B in this field was so tested this year because they all played each other. All the, those kind of further west, uh, central to western teams played each other and kind of beat each other up. All the, all the teams in the, Met, the Omaha and Lincoln metro areas, they all beat each other up. So every team in, in this postseason field is, uh, is well tested. They've all seen um, everything that they're going to be hit with this year. So, or, or I'm kind of at this point in the season. So um, I, I think they're definitely going to be ready. Um, it should be a fun game for sure. Let's jump up to A. All right. Uh, not a, a little bit of surprise, but if it was anybody that was going to come out of the top half of the bracket that wasn't Bellevue West, you thought it had the ability to be, it, could, it was probably going to be Elkhorn South. They didn't disappoint. Yeah. And I thought when I saw Krause go down, I was like, oh, here we go. Again, this is the team that finally had started to, to get healthier, healthier as the season goes down to, to lose your quarterback. And a guy that, again, early in the season, they were playing kind of the dual quarterback role. They were still trying to figure out, all right, Krause settled in to be the guy and lead them on th- this big winning streak they were on and to have him go down, especially so early in the game. I was like, oh, man, you never want to see this type of deal. But props to Scratis for coming in and doing the job well enough to, to get that win there. Hopefully, um, Coach Rosenberg... Didn't think it was too serious for Krause. Um, he thinks he, he will have a chance to play next week. We'll kind of see how, how this week goes for him. Uh, hopefully he'll be back. But, yeah, with I mean, with that offensive line and some of those athletes yeah. they've got on Bo, – Bo Weasler was awesome tonight. He's he a, had some really nice plays. Very well may be the most underrated player for sure in the Metro uh, and maybe the state. Yeah, so you got playmakers like that. Guy. Yeah, exactly. You got – uh, athletes like that, that that they've got the linebacker core and Coy Wilkie again had a, had a good uh, game defensively today. They didn't really um, go through the air too much. We didn't get a chance to make a play on offense. Hey, them moving him to outside and letting him kind of run out there uh, along with Maverick Noonan. I think Coy Wilkie's emergence defensively has really added to their versatility on the perimeter because he gives you good athleticism and good size out there. And in these spread games. You need a body like Quay Wilkie. Yeah, for sure. And seeing, again, sophomores and juniors, these guys, um, to kind of supplement those seniors that you have, have these young guys kind of come up and really break break into the rotation and play um, more and more as the season goes on. That's what you need to to be playing at this time of the year. You need those younger guys to kind of step up and add that depth to kind of your established veterans. Yeah, and we, when the dust settles and, and the smoke clears and all of a sudden there's, there's the favorite. Even though they weren't the one seed, they were – most people's choices as the team to beat when this when this season started, they're they're the West Side Warriors. Yeah, and 
you saw how, how much they were pushed this week. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll be able to see a healthy Cade Haberman. Um, again, you want to see the best athletes out there playing. They're, they're at, so at explosive. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you could play good. De- they don't. They don't bat an eye at second and twelve or, or third and fourteen. It's within the confines of their offense. You you can go up top to Dickerson or Bretts. You can hand it off to Dom Rizak. You you've got uh, a guy like Cole Payton as your signal caller. There, there's a lot of ways that they can skin a cat. Yeah, and so. <laughs> It's going to, again, you need full health here for Elkhorn South. Hopefully you get Krause back out there. And they're going to have to be able to make some plays through the air. They're going to they're gonna have a tough time just running it up and down the field against Westside, against some of those guys they got on the interior of the line. Um, what about Elkhorn South's maybe the ability to limit possessions? I saw that a little bit tonight yeah. with Millard South. where they, they It seemed like they possessed the ball. They're not intentionally playing yeah. keep away, but when the, you ground and pound like that, you don't get a lot of – it can make you panic on offense thinking you may not get it back. For sure. And that's, again, some of what they did tonight. That's what Elkhorn South does. They, they keep it on the ground. They, they'll pound you two yards, three yards. Then they'll break off a five or six, seven, eight-yard run on third down and move the chains. Or they'll go for it on fourth and short and keep the, keep the ball moving that way. Um, they, they've got a chance to, to really – and then they keep it on the ground, so that clock ticks too. So that, that'll be huge, I think, the, their ability to limit the possessions. We saw that kind of with Carney and – uh, Bellevue West, um, to a certain degree, yeah. um, kind of limited, kind of even the playing field a little bit with the kind of the, the difference in explosiveness by just not giving them as much of a chance to really stretch it out. Yeah, the the announcement came down today. It should be a fantastic yeah. final in A where uh, we won't be playing uh, those finals at, at Memorial Stadium. Uh, those will be home teams and higher seeds getting those games, at least as we kind of understand it right now. Yeah, and NSA sent out the release on that. That is going to be the case. Team, Both teams are kind of figuring out the timing. We have no idea about um, streaming, TV, kind of how that's going to work out. It's uh, The news just came tonight. So there's a lot of more details to kind yeah, of Yeah, you think I'd out. be one of yeah. the first to know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Considering I'll be on so, all those broadcasts. But. I want to ask you, as someone who, came, <laughs> who played uh, high school football in this state, kind of what's the thinking as a player where – Obviously, you're working all year to go to Memorial Stadium, get a chance to play. But now you get a chance for those upper seeds to play one more home game. Kind of yeah. how do you, how do you think that balances out? In I, I think if I had it to do over again, I I would prefer the home game probably than Memorial Stadium just because of the friendly combines. I know about the aura, yeah. and and kind of the the you know it's that's a big deal uh, getting to Lincoln. I'm sure there's a little bit of disappointment, but at the end of the day, you're thinking, okay, it's a chance to win a state championship I'll play that game in the backyard if I have to <laughs> I, it's to, for them to work out the scheduling is going to be it's going to be interesting from a from a television and streaming standpoint you're going to have to get by with a little help from your friends yeah for sure because it seems like everybody's going to kind of be on their own to, to sort it out at this point um, I'm not sure how NET feels about that kind of they're going to have to make some choices there and figure out how they're going to be able to uh, broadcast this and kind of feel for the kids who this is their one chance to go play on a regularly televised game. Uh, uh, I will gonna... I will say the one thing that won't that will not come into play that has a potential are the college hashes That's and the goalposts. Right? You get to play with your regular high school hashes and the regular width for your goalposts. So we've seen special teams and kicking game uh play a factor. Uh, that that could be one silver lining to come out of this deal. Yeah. So you have that that feeling of home able to Either 
win it on your home field or go knock off the higher seed in their place. Either way, it's going to feel pretty good for these kids, I'm sure. Yeah, it should be a fantastic week. We appreciate you guys being with us. Um, we, we, this is what we love doing, right? It's, we're elbows deep, we're knee deep uh, in, in high school sports, and we enjoy bringing it to you. Thanks for being a part of what we do at Nebraska Preps postgame. Uh, that's my man, Jacob Padilla. I'm the guy they call old DB, Damon Benning. Appreciate you guys staying with us. Enjoy.